0: getting it done welcome into the y'all show as we start a whole new episode of the show that talks about the south i'm your host john rawl and we welcome you into this thursday edition our number is 803-816-1170 want to hear from you if you have a question or comment suggestion criticism we'll take it all right here text us or call 803-816-1170 We've got the new Improved Y'all.com website with information on the show and links to listen to any of our past shows. Simply go to Y-A-L-L.com, Y'all, and find out more about this show and get some really cool Y'all hats that we have available for purchase at Y'all.com. Coming up today on the show, we're going to have our Festive South in just a few minutes. We'll tell you about some exciting events going around the South in the next couple of weeks. Got some fall festivals and such as we get ready for Halloween at the end of the month. We have that listing of places to go in the area in just a few minutes here on the program. And then before we get out of here for hour one, we're going to be joined by a representative from the Kentuck Festival of the Arts in Northport, Alabama. This is the 47th annual Kentuck Festival of the Arts going on this weekend just outside of Tuscaloosa. And we're going to let you know how cool this event is. And you might need to make plans to get to central Alabama, kind of central slash west, right on the Black Warrior River to Northport. And check out the Festival of Arts going on in Northport this weekend. It's going to be a fantastic event. We'll tell you all about it in just a few minutes. Coming up in hour two, we'll tell you about some books that are out there right now. We've got a whole slew of great books for the fall. And we'll tell you kind of what uh, what's out there, what you can pick up and read as you get that pumpkin ready for Halloween night. You can read a book while doing all of it at the same time, what they call multitasking in the business. And then later in hour two of today's show, we'll be joined by Browning Stubbs of ESPN. Now, Browning's a friend of mine. Worked with him a long time, and he works with the content for ESPN And he's coming on to talk about the Southeastern Conference. This Thursday's our SEC spotlight. We want to find out for Browning what teams are surprising him in the SEC thus far. And with his ESPN Insider Analysis, what team could possibly end up challenging Alabama for the SEC title if there is a team. So we've got Browning Stubbs coming up in Hour 2 of the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Glancing at the activity across the south here as we start off Hour 1 today, powerless victims of Hurricane Michael are now suffering looting in Panama City and other places in Bay County. A spokesman with the Sheriff's Department of Bay County said deputies have arrested about 10 looters each night since the county took a direct hit from the Category 4 storm last Wednesday, and some parts of Bay County residents have spray-painted signs warning that looters will be shot One resident, Victoria Smith, said that thieves came into her townhome while she and her four children were sleeping with the front door open to allow a breeze inside. Smith said, I must have been so exhausted from everything in the past days, I didn't even hear them come in. They just snatched my purse out of my hands and ran. It was all we had. Often the looters that are going into these homes are armed, according to the sheriff's spokesperson there in Bay County. So as if the storm wasn't bad enough, which at least sixteen people have died in Florida alone since Michael came through last week. Now you got knuckleheads out there doing this awful crime of looting and robbing people, literally robbing people and sometimes with firearms helping them out in the in this case in Bay county not not a good thing to to read about here. Well, this was a good story coming from the White House on Wednesday as President Trump awarded the nation's highest military honor, the Medal of Honor to a native of Caledonia, Arkansas. 80-year-old John Canley is a retired U.S. Marine Sergeant Major, and in the Vietnam War, while he was serving over there, he helped carry wounded Marines to safety back in 1968, all the while exposing himself to heavy enemy fire, and he ended up being seriously injured in the effort to save his fellow Marines. But he was awarded the Medal of Honor in a very touching ceremony Wednesday, Trump said that Canley fought with unmatched bravery, and it's great to see that he was honored. U.S. Representative Bruce Westerman of Arkansas said in a statement that Canley represents the very best of Arkansas. His actions in Vietnam saved the lives of many of his fellow Marines in the face of extraordinary odds. I can think of no more deserving of the Medal of Honor than Sergeant Major Canley, and I extend the gratitude of the entire 4th Congressional District for his bravery Fifty years ago, the Arkansas native now resides in California, but a wonderful, wonderful celebration, and it's good to see him alive and being awarded the Medal of Honor. I, I know some people deserve it, and it takes oftentimes decades for them to be properly bestowed the medal upon them, and many times these great heroes from our past wars are, are deceased by the time that approval comes through, but... This man, uh, Sergeant Major in the Marine Corps, golly, what a what a career, and being recognized Wednesday by President Trump at the White House. Now, Nick Saban, he is the coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide, and this is not a sports story. Nick Saban is now weighing in on a U.S. Senate campaign as he's appearing in a political ad for his childhood friend, Joe Manchin of West Virginia. As these two grew up, In West Virginia, they both played football. Manchin went on to be the quarterback of the West Virginia Mountaineers. And I think Sabi went to Kent State, if memory serves me correct, to play football in Ohio. But Both proud of the Mountain State. And the coach for Alabama has been public about his friendship with the Democratic senator, who was previously the governor of West Virginia. And also, the basketball icon Jerry West and West Virginia basketball coach Bob Huckins also appear in this new spot for Joe Manchin. The 30-second ad begins with Nick Saban in a green golf shirt. And he said, Joe and I grew up together in West Virginia, and he never forgets where he came from. And then he comes back later in the ad to say, I don't have a better friend or know a better person than Joe Manchin. So I don't know if that's going to translate to votes for Joe Manchin, but he may just be able to pull out a very contested race for Senate against Patrick Morrissey, the state attorney general in West Virginia. As we remember, Manchin crossed the aisle and went with the Republicans on the Brett Kavanaugh vote, and that could have helped him get a successful reelection here in a couple of weeks when they have the Senate race in West Virginia. But Nick Saban going to support a Senate candidate, but not in Alabama, in his native West Virginia to Joe Manchin, the football hero of WVU. Now, in Maryland, not far from West Virginia, the College Park campus of the University of Maryland has been serving up, not on campus, but in that area, 77. Hey, you think a six-pack's enough? How about a 12-pack of beer? Well, get this. In College Park, Maryland, they have something from Natty, Natural Light, Natty Light, called a 77-pack and the comptroller of the state of Maryland, Peter Francho, has called for an investigation saying that large brewing companies have corrupted Maryland legislators with questionable contributions and favors and they're putting these seventy seven packs of beer out at the University of Maryland, not a good thing as so many kids are engaging in the you know, the the fun of being in college, I guess. But these 77 packs of beer, Natural Light, are only in College Park, and they're selling them for $0.39 cents each to college kids who don't like craft breweries. Anheuser-Busch owns Natural Light. The comptroller says that the stunt is used to promote binge drinking among young people, and the comptroller is responsible for taxing and regulating alcohol in Maryland. Earlier this year, a legislative panel rejected Franco's proposal to lift limits on craft brewers, Anheuser-Busch has not responded to the comment from the comptroller of the state of Maryland about Natural Light's 77-pack. I don't know how you could even carry that out of the store. Can't even. I mean, 77 is not a, a divisible of seven, uh, of, of 12 rather. So I don't know how it, those things come. They must have a very unique way of boxing them up. But, yes, the 77-pack of Natty Light. Now, that, that'll that make you have a good weekend right there if you're into that kind of thing. Looking for a job over the course of the holidays? Well, UPS is looking to add 40,000 temporary employees during a nationwide hiring event called Brown Friday. And this is going on this week. And as UPS is getting ready for the holiday season, trying to bring in these seasonal workers across the country. They're having job fairs during this event called brown friday 170 of them around the country and they'll need an additional hundred thousand employees to deliver packages in the coming months so gosh lots of lots of stuff going on and if you're in the atlanta area they've got brown friday events going on that you can show up for and i know this is going on throughout the country as we said but just in north georgia and and around atlanta if you happen to be listening to us In Roswell, they've got it going on at Old Ellis Road in Roswell, as well as Forest Park Hub and the Atlanta Hub of UPS. And this is going on on Brown Friday tomorrow if you want to go out and try to get a job for a while with with UPS, where they have union laborers. But I don't think you'll be a union employee if you're only a seasonal worker for them. But they're trying to help with the holiday rush with Black Friday and Cyber Monday going on. They need all the help they can get as these jobs are are very sought out for people who don't want to work year-round. UPS needs you. They need you, and you'll be greatly compensated, I'm sure, for your effort. The state of Tennessee is going to stop license suspensions for indigence. Now, that was a word I wasn't familiar with. I've heard of indigent, but not indigents. Well, indigence is the state of being indigent, which means not having a lot of money. The Let's just say the state of being poor, okay? But a federal judge in Nashville ordered this week that Tennessee stop suspending the driver's licenses of people who were unable to pay traffic fines and court costs. In an order this week, Alita Trager instructed the state to allow indigent drivers to get suspended licenses back without fees. The lawsuit is the second of two similar cases. An earlier lawsuit dealt with people who lost licenses because they were unable to pay fines related to criminal convictions, and the judge ruled against the state in July, and Tennessee has appealed. Plaintiffs argued the suspensions leave people unable to work, making it even harder for them to pay court debts. The rulings potentially affect tens of thousands of volunteer state residents and could have implications for similar policies in dozens of of other states, but the judge ruling that if you are poor and can't pay your, your your parking fines and such, that well get your license back. We'll just we'll let you slide. I don't know what the repercussion will be for you if you are a, a nick and poop and don't have a job and and you do have these court costs and such. I mean, somebody should pay for for it. You just can't just walk away. But that's what this judge has ruled in Music City. The governor of Louisiana was in Shreveport Wednesday. John Bell Edwards was there to help open a new interchange between Interstate 49 and Interstate 220 in northwest Louisiana. And this has been a project that's been going on quite some time. It cost $142 million to get this interchange set up. And the Louisiana Department of Transportation and Development recently completed this, and it's been a, a nice, it's going to be a nice thing. The secretary for the transportation department in Louisiana, Sean Wilson, says they've delivered a piece of infrastructure that opens the door for improved movement of goods, services, and people very safely, saying that it translates to a local and state economy that reaps benefits through a modern transportation system. In Shreveport, got a good interchange now for Interstates 49 and 220 helping move commerce through North Louisiana. And John Bill Edwards there, present for that. All right, now let's talk about stereotypes. And what's the stereotype you think of if you want to be critical of law enforcement, police in particular? Well, oftentimes the, the thing that they are picked on about is their love of donuts and <laughs> their eating of donuts. So in the spirit of that comes this story from Florida. In Lake City on Tuesday, a man stole a Krispy Kreme donut van and drove it 150 miles south to Clearwater, Florida. And police there in Clearwater ended up finding the van and they were rewarded with a cornucopia of donut delights from Krispy Kreme. Yeah, the suspect who stole this had not been arrested as of yesterday, but they're looking for him. The donut caper who stole the the van. God, that's a long way to go in a Krispy Kreme. You'd think if it was reported stolen that someone could have found it a little earlier. Very noticeable. Nice white van with the Krispy Kreme logo on the side. But he got it down to Clearwater and the folks in Clearwater, which is, I believe, the home of Hooters. The first Hooters was in Clearwater near Tampa All right, I'm going to get goofy with my praise here. The Krispy Kreme store manager did not glaze over the success of the officers in finding the van, giving them the cargo as a token of appreciation. But instead of scarfing them all down, the officers said they saved a few to enjoy later and donated the rest to feed the homeless. Now that is a wonderful story coming from the Clearwater, Florida Police Department. And they were getting a lot of shares on their Facebook posting of this recovery of the van that had a lot of donuts if i don't know what the guy wanted i mean if i'm still a krispy kreme van i'm gonna eat all the cargo and then worry about where i'm going after that but few things in life are better than a good krispy kreme hot donut a south carolina boy scout troop in gilbert that's only about four miles from my home place uh, where i grew up They discovered the trailer for the Boy Scout troop missing and it held thousands of dollars worth of camping gear. Well, the Louisiana Cajun Navy to the rescue. As the Scoutmaster with us, Gilbert Troop 60, Rocky Sharp, says it was devastating to learn the trailer was stolen over the weekend. And a Facebook video posted Tuesday by the Cajun Navy says God has put us in a position to rectify this situation. And the Cajun Navy met up with the troop later to provide camping gear, camping stoves, propane tanks, bug spray, which you definitely need in the Midlands of South Carolina for gnats and mosquitoes for sure. They also gave them food, drinks, and American flags, the Cajun Navy. And the Sheriff's Department there in Lexington County, South Carolina, posted on Twitter the trailer was ultimately found, abandoned, on Wednesday it had been repainted, and some of the scout troops' gear was still inside. So some knucklehead, and it wasn't me. I haven't been in Gilbert in a couple of months now. But, yeah, they stole the troops' gear, and I guess they wanted the the actual... I don't know what they wanted. I mean, that's, <laughs> with crime, oftentimes, just like the Krispy Kreme truck, there's no explanation of why people do dumb, dumb stuff like thieves do oftentimes. But the scout troop got gear back, and thanks to the Cajun Navy, who do great work. Remember, the Cajun Navy went to the Carolinas to help out with Hurricane Florence. I'm sure they've also gone to Florida, a a nice entourage of Louisiana citizens who help out. In fact, I think I saw something where they were in Houston at a recent NFL game. Maybe they were being honored or something like that, but the Cajun Navy... Uh, getting more attention and and certainly helping out this troop and this this troop by the way was not in a hurricane florence devastation area gilbert's probably two and a half hours from the coast now oddly enough there was one person from this community killed during hurricane florence because they went down a road that was flooded but it was still not in an area where people died but that that person that died a couple of weeks ago their death went as a, uh, they were attributed to being a Florence victim because there was rain that caused the the mud puddle or whatever they went into that caused them to go off the road and wreck. And so that uh, did happen there. But this, this really had nothing to do with this. The, fir- the Hurricane Florence had nothing to do with, like we said, a knucklehead stealing the Boy Scout troops' equipment. But the Cajun Navy coming to the rescue. Good, good story from Gilbert. Now, to Lexington, Kentucky, and a longtime McDonald's employee there recently lost his wife of more than 60 years when she died at that same McDonald's restaurant on Richmond Road in Lexington, Kentucky. And now a former co-worker is asking the community to help the man as he struggles to pay bills and continues to raise his two special needs sons. Wendell Gill's been going to this McDee's for 40 years years, and a friend of his that he befriended by being there so much noticed about a month ago that he was upset when he saw him, and he stopped to talk to him, and he found out that Gil's wife of 68 years, Della, had recently passed away there at McDonald's, and the two had been together since they were teenagers, and now the 85-year-old man has been left to work his job and care for their two adopted sons who do have the special needs, and so the friend decided to help out. They set up a GoFundMe page. And in less than a month, they've raised more than $68,000. They paid off two cars and are working to pay off his house so Gill can retire. So that's a great story coming in for Wendell Gill. And as we said, there's going to be a party for him in the Lexington, Kentucky area. And that's going to help raise more money. Lunch will be provided from City Barbecue and will be served free of charge and courtesy of a Toyota dealership in Frankfort, Kentucky. The McDonald's released a statement saying, Wendell's is a part of our McDonald's family and has been for 40 years. Our team cares deeply for him and we hope to support him and any of our other team members as they go through difficult times. We're working with the Bluegrass Community Foundation to also set up a fund in Della's honor. This is just one of the small ways our team can show support for his family and spread hope and love to the greater community. You can go to helpwindle.com for more information. That's H-E-L-P-W-E-N-D-A-L-L. Helpwindle, W-E-N-D-A-L-L.com for more info or call 859-533-5195. Wendell Gill, a good Kentucky man and loyal to mcdonald's for sure and we hope he gets through this tough time with the loss of his wife and now dealing with his special needs kids and good thing they're in the state of kentucky or should i say commonwealth when we come back on the y'all show we have our festive south lined up for you we'll tell you about some great events going on the next two weeks that you should take check out across the region then as we wrap up our one today we'll be going to northport alabama on the shores of the black warrior river And we'll be spotlighting the Kentuck Festival of the Arts going on this weekend. A representative of that will be our special guest. You'll certainly enjoy that conversation. That's all ahead on the Y'all Show with John Rawl.
1: We see it every day. They cut you off and they tick you off. It's called road rage. But they're not mad at you. They're mad they overpaid on a used car because they didn't go to carfax.com. Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report. So you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at carfax.com.
2: Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T promo code 4646. Avant.com code 4646.
3: Clear your calendars because the best time to discover your best hair is here. The gorgeous hair event is back at Ulta Beauty. It's three weeks of daily beauty steals of up to 50% off the most loved brands like Redken, Living Proof, and Drybar. Check out deep conditioning masks for a frizz-free fall, flat irons for silky locks that never stop, and color boosters to keep you vibrant all season. But hurry in. The event ends October 20th, only at Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. <laughs>
0: This is the Y'all Show, talking about the South with your host, John Rawl. On Twitter, you can find us at Y'all Show, at Y-A-L-L-S-H-O-W. Go there, like us, and each day when a new episode is available, you'll get a link sent out. And you can just hit the link and listen to our show in its entirety, or save it. You can share it with a friend. And, of course, there's other ways to get past shows of the y'all show simply go to itunes and search for y'all show and you'll see the free download awaiting or if you don't have itunes or it's kind of weird how it works on your smartphone or whatever computer device you may have you can go and just simply search in google for y'all show and you'll see it pop up on other platforms so you can get our show and stay abreast of all things southern on the y'all show here on the y'all show we love to talk about our region And love to tell you about some cool events going on in the region as we have the Festive South. And today's Festive South celebration will start off in Black Mountain, North Carolina this weekend. You've got the Leaf Festival going on. Remember, it is certainly fall, and if you're like me, every time you go outside, you'll see more and more leaves on the ground. Now, luckily, I'm at a point in my life where I don't have to worry about it. i i I know last year this time i had a yard that would get full of leaves and just about every once maybe every two weeks i'd have to go rake up those leaves and what a disaster because i couldn't burn them Uh, the burn ban was in effect and so you just essentially I, i had like a rolling garbage can and i think i filled it up 14 times with leaves and i had to haul it across the road and dump it in the woods and on somebody else's property by the way but it was leaves it wasn't trash so i I know i probably shouldn't have done that but i didn't really know a better way to do it so please don't report me to the law enforcement for trespassing it was probably highway right away to be honest with you kind of in a flood zone where i was doing this but it, it really improved the area if i can brag on myself so I know you probably have that same dilemma wherever you are in the south right now with leaves, if you have a lot of leaves. And some are pretty and some are just yucky. In fact, the other day I walked out, I guess it was figs or plums. One of the two had uh, dropped down on the ground and I had to walk through it. And I had no idea that these things would stick to the bottom of your shoe. And I think I still have remnants of that. On the bottom of my shoe, uh, if I go look, if I, uh, I usually don't wear sh- shoes when I do this show, by the way. No, I'm kidding. I have shoes on right now, but I, I don't have those shoes on that I had on the day I stepped on all that. And man, it was uh, quite a discovery. So, and, and I'm going to have to get a toothbrush out or something and kind of scrape my shoes to get all that off. So maybe you have the same problem wherever you are in the South with with things falling this time of year on the ground and sticking sticking to your shoe but the leaf festival going on in black mountain black mountain is just to the east of Asheville, north carolina and it is the hometown of pastor brunson the guy that just got back from turkey where he was a prisoner he is a native of black mountain north carolina probably he's going to the leaf festival this weekend if i had to guess if he's not back in turkey remember i watched the press conference he had at the white house over the weekend and he didn't commit to president trump he nor his wife, that he wouldn't be trying to go back to Turkey. They love Turkey. They're fluent. They speak Turkish, I guess, is the language there. And when President Trump was pretty much like, you're going to enjoy it, you're just going to enjoy going to fast food, drive-ins, and things like that, it sounded like they were ready to get back to Turkey. Black Mountain, North Carolina, Leaf Festival this weekend. Also in Milledgeville, Georgia, the old capital of the state of Georgia, they got the Deep Roots Festival going on this weekend. You can go to deeprootsfestival.com to learn more of this central Georgia historic town. The old state house for the state of Georgia is still there in Milledgeville. Kind of a neat slash creepy thing to see because this thing predates the Civil War and it's still there and uh, it's just kind of a, a, a wonderful thing. Only because of Atlanta's enormous growth did they decide to move the capital from Milledgeville to Atlanta somewhere after the Civil War. But in the Civil War, although Atlanta was burnt down by the Yanks, it was at the capital of the state of Georgia at that time. Also in Georgia, at The Rock, Georgia, this weekend, they've got the Up, Up, and Away Festival going on. You can go to therockranch.com and learn more about this. Now, I know a little bit about the state of Georgia, <laughs> I have never heard of a place called The Rock. Maybe the guy that's an actor slash wrestler has a town named after him. Remember, I think it was Brazelton, Georgia, that Kim Basinger bought that town. Remember when she did that back in the 1980s? She actually bought a town called Brazelton, Georgia, just to the northeast of Atlanta, off of Interstate 85. I don't think she owns it anymore. It actually has kind of become a trendy little community not far but from Athens. It's probably 30 miles from Athens. It's in Barrow County where Winder is. is where Braselton, Georgia is. Also this weekend in Georgetown, South Carolina. A lovely place that got flood water big time from Hurricane Florence. Well, I checked it out just to make sure this is going on this weekend. But sure enough, they are all systems go for the 29th annual Georgetown Wooden Boat Show in this historic harbor town of Georgetown, South Carolina. Georgetown's halfway between Charleston and Myrtle Beach on US-17. And I think four rivers come in to form the harbor, the Winyah Bay at Georgetown. And they got this wooden boat show going on this weekend. Now that sounds like a really cool thing to check out. And they need your support. So if you can get to Georgetown SC over the weekend, go have a good time. See my buddy Chris Baker, who has a glass company there in Georgetown, and support the 29th annual Georgetown Wooden Boat Show. The 36th annual Orange Park Fall Festival is going on in Orange Park, Florida this weekend. Go to opfallfestival.com for all of the details. a trip to Florida, Orange Park, sounds just about right, especially if you're in parts of the south where the temperatures are getting down in the 30s now or low 40s. Uh, I was complaining about it just the other day about how hot it was. Well, now it's really, fall has arrived for sure in a large part of the south. Now, moving on to next weekend, as you get ready for Halloween, there's a couple of things going on to keep in mind. The Freaky Friday Fright Night is in Farragut, Tennessee, October 26th. Go to townoffarragut.org for more info. In Auburn, Alabama, War Eagle. Although not many war eagles these days, as their football team struggling. Next weekend it's Oktoberfest, and that's spelled O K Oktoberfest, Oktoberfest, Guten Tag. And in Auburn, they'll have uh, AuburnOktoberfest.com, the website on the plains to go and celebrate your German heritage if you'd like, and have a a brow if you if you want to have a good time there where Albany hangs out. And finally, next weekend we talked about it the other day when Matt Herman's was on to talk about North Carolina barbecue. October 27th, it's the Barbecue Festival in Lexington, North Carolina. Go to BarbecueFestival.com for all the delicious details. And this is truly one of the barbecue capitals of America, home of a wonderful North Carolina vinegar-based sauce. They got places all over Lexington, NC, with barbecue. And they'll be celebrating their barbecue festival October 27th in Lexington, North Carolina. And that is a look at our Festive South. Now, this weekend, there's a festival going on in Northport, Alabama. It's the Kentuck Festival of the Arts. And when we come back, we've got a spokesperson from there stopping by with the whole lineup of this weekend's events. That's next on The Y'all Show.
4: GEICO presents eyewitness interviews with inanimate objects.
3: This is Belinda Collins, live on the scene of a recent lightning storm. Here to describe the event, a TV tray.
2: I was watching football and holding a plate of meatloaf when kabam! A bolt of lightning slams into the apartment, blowing out the TV and surround sound.
3: Anything you could have done to help?
2: Ma'am, I'm a foldable table, not an electrician. Your TV tray can't help you in a lightning storm, but the GEICO Insurance Agency can help you get covered for personal property damage. Go to geico.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Are you putting your retirement savings in a 401k, IRA, or investment account? Then I have one word of advice. Stop. take back control of your money and finances, and it gives you penalty-free access to your savings. Plus, it beats the pants off any 401k or IRA. These are uncertain times, so get the information you need today to guarantee your retirement security. To get this free report, go to bankonyourself.com right now. That's bankonyourself.com. (laughs) Bankonyourself.com.
0: The Thursday, y'all, continues. Welcome back to this all-Southern show where we discuss what's going on in the South in terms of the news, the sports, a little politics, food. Oh, yeah, we got plenty of barbecue talk on the y'all show, but we also like to talk about where to go in the South, and we have what we call Festive South, and our Dixie destination this week is Northport, Alabama, and we've got a special event going on just outside of tuscaloosa and by the way this is the third saturday in october and if you're an alabama fan you know exactly what that means it's a major major deal the third saturday in october but it ain't what you might be thinking it is folks <laughs> this weekend the third saturday of october means in northport you've got the 47th kentuck festival of the arts and from that festival we're now joined by ashley williams in northport hello ashley welcome into the y'all show
5: hi great to be here thanks for having me
0: yeah and you're the reason they have that rivalry called the third saturday in october right (laughs) oh yeah well again Alabama's not playing at home this weekend so that's one reason i guess you all have the festival this weekend probably hard to put a festival on right beside bryant denny stadium but this is going to be the 47th Kentuck Festival of the Arts. Now, Northport, in case you aren't familiar with this lovely village right on the Black Warrior River in West Alabama, it's got a population around 25,000. It is like the 20th largest city in the entire state of Alabama. So we're not talking about a community way out in the hinterlands of the Yellowhammer State. This is a very uh, industrial and very uh, cool place right there in Tuscaloosa County and Ashley, y'all been doing this 47 years, so let me first off say congratulations on what a feat that is.
5: Thank you so much. We're so excited that this is our 47th year.
0: Yeah, well, I'll give you a, a nice 47th year birthday cake at uh, the at, uh, first chance I get. Now, this is going on at the Kentuck Park in Northport. So I guess my first question is, Ashley, why the name Kentuck? Not Kentucky, but Kentuck.
5: Kentuck, um, it kind of it relates back to this area's history. Um, a lot of uh, there are two there are two different stories, um, but the one that we like to go with is uh, Kentuck means a heaven of a place, and it uh, was the original sett- settlement name in for this area. And so it's it's really fun to kind of say that Kentuck is a heaven of a place.
0: Ah. A lot better than that place across the river over there, right? If you're heaven, then I don't know what Tuscaloosa is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can't help but separate the two. You, it's uh, Oftentimes when you drive into the Tuscaloosa area, you don't know when you're in Northport or when you're in the city of Tuscaloosa. Now, the Black Warrior does divide most of the two towns, but just a, a, mm-hmm. a fun place there and, and very interchangeable between the two towns. Now this is a festival again that uh it's been going on so long that you probably have a lot of the same people show up and be vendors each year, right?
5: Uh yeah, so our festival is a juried festival, which means that these artists apply in March, March through June, and then their their applications go to jurors from all over the country and based on those juror scores, they are they get into the festival. And we also, have for those who are you know too famous for to do festivals or are uh, have a history with Kentuck or are very uh, culturally and historic and historically important. We have our guest artist program, so those uh, artists are specifically invited to the festival and they don't have to jury in.
0: Okay. Now, one of the neat things about the Kentuck Festival of the Arts is it celebrates folk and contemporary art as well as traditional crafts. And you've got potters, quilters, and basket makers also offering educational craft craft demonstrations throughout the entire weekend. So that's a really neat feature.
5: Yeah, we love to celebrate art of all kinds. Um, We are rooted in folk art, but we have uh, all sorts ranging from fine art all the way down to um, just it's a full range of
0: yeah. art. Now, is there a cost to come to the Kentuck Festival of the Arts?
5: Yeah, uh, it's $10 for a day, 15 for the weekend, and uh, children 12 and under get in free, but there are also VIP packages, so if, uh, it's kind of like being in a skybox at, um, at a football game. It's really, it's the best way to be involved uh, in the festival.
0: Oh, okay. I want to get that skybox. It sounds good. Now, one of the great things, we're going to keep talking about your festival, but I didn't realize that the city of Northport and Kentuck Park there, you all have a tradition of celebrating art, as you have something called Art Night going on there year-round. What is that?
5: Art Night is our monthly free event for the community. So we've we've had crowds of up to 400 come out to celebrate the arts at our um at our downtown Northport location. Um, it's 503 Main Avenue in downtown Northport. And we have live music in our courtyard. We have um, exhibition openings. We have all of our studio or art- artists have their doors open and uh, food trucks and local vendors. And it's a great way to celebrate the arts and get the Kentucky experience year round. And those are the first Thursday of each month. Uh, from 5 to
0: 8 p.m all right well this festival going on this weekend has been named one of the usa's top 10 art fairs and festivals and it, uh, it like we said it's going to have artisans of all types basket makers blacksmith woodworkers potters fiber and fabric artists as well as jewelers and glass blowers and i assume these people come maybe from out throughout the entire south perhaps even the whole country and the world come to the kentuck art festival
5: Yes, we have artists of all different mediums from all different parts of the country. We have over 270 artists come to the festival each year, huh. and that's, they represent 29 different states throughout the country, anywhere from California to Maine. And of those 270 artists, 78 of them are from Alabama, uh-huh. and they represent 29 different counties throughout Alabama. So it's a really great way to see Alabama's local art, as well as art from all over the
0: country. Now this is more than just one day. It's the 20th and 21st, so that's Saturday and Sunday. And let's say you're living away from the Tuscaloosa-Northport area. You need to come in to see this, but you need to find a place to stay. What do you recommend from a lodging standpoint for the Kentuck Festival of the Arts?
5: We have lots of great local hotel rooms. And since this is an away game uh, for the University of Alabama, they are uh, reasonably priced when it's a home game it gets a little difficult um but we have lots of great hotels in the area and we also have a uh, great campground that's right down the street if you're into um tent camping or rv camping we have we have that right down the road
0: now if you want to know where this is in northport if you're in downtown tuscaloosa and you cross over the black warrior on Lurleen Wallace Boulevard. It's that first exit right after the river. You'll see actually I think you have don't you have a Kentuck sign there or something like that on the on the highway?
5: Yeah, we have several different billboards running, but mm-hmm. we if you've ever been to downtown Northport or if you've ever heard of City Cafe, we're on the same road.
0: Ah, okay. Right. One of the legendary places in that area. Again, this is in Tuscaloosa, so you've got us uh, set up with places to stay. Now, what about food? Are you going to have food at this event?
5: Oh, yeah, we got lots of food. We have several food trucks, anything from barbecue to um, some Mexican food. We have fair food. There's all sorts of stuff. We also have a full two-day lineup of music and spoken word, and so it's going to be a really great time.
0: All right, well, I'll talk to you about that. We're, again, talking about the 47th Annual Kentuck Festival of the Arts. We're visiting with Ashley Williams from the festival here on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. All right, I don't often see spoken word mixed in with musicians, so tell me what people are going to experience when they come in this weekend for this, when they hear the spoken word performers.
5: Yeah, so our spoken, we have two stages throughout the park. Um, The spoken word stage is on one side and the music is on the other, and we have... Our music is all—it's there's something for everyone. Let me just tell you, okay. we have gospel music, we have country music, we have rock and roll, um, and we have a—we have a band called the Suitcase Junket. He's a one-man band that is really in the spirit of Kentuck. He plays on instruments from built from b- broken bottles, thrift store forks, dried bones, gas cans, shoes. Mm saw blades, a, tea, a toy keyboard, and an overhead compartment's worth of luggage. So it's going to be a really interesting performance.
0: Yeah, the Suitcase Junket performs Sunday at 1130 on the Brother Ben Music Stage at the Kentuck Festival of the Arts. So you you aren't kidding. You've got a little bit of everything going on at this weekend's festival. If you want to know more about it, go to kentuck.org. That's just like the word Kentucky. Just take the Y off, Kentuck.org and you can learn how to get to Northport, Alabama, to see this great festival. You can find out how you can get tickets and see the lineup of all the great events. Seems like a whole lot of fun, and we wish you all the best with weather. is Are some of these uh, events going on in closed buildings so that if you have a little rain, it's not going to be a big problem?
5: You know, our festival goes, is an outdoor festival.
0: Oh, is it? Okay.
5: Yes, but we the show must go on, rain or shine, and we're so excited. It doesn't even matter what the weather is.
0: So you're saying to everybody out there, especially people listening in Alabama, forget about football this weekend and put arts front and center. And that's a great idea. You're not going to lose if you stick with arts.
5: Right. We've just been ranked uh, number five in the nation for contemporary and craft uh, shows uh, by Sunshine Artist Magazine. So obviously obviously we should (laughs) pay attention to the art this weekend and not (laughs) and maybe maybe just watch the game on your phone while you're
0: there and don't even do that i'm telling you (laughs) y'all have a better plan there at the kentuck festival of the arts i appreciate you coming on and visiting with us ashley best of luck with this weekend and anything else you need to tell us about the festival
5: i think that's it just go to kentuck.org or follow us on social media our handle is at kentuckart and It'll give you all the information you need.
0: Perfect. Ashley Williams with the Kentuck Festival of the Arts. When we come back in Hour 2 of the Y'all Show, we're going to talk SEC. We're going to talk about that Alabama Crimson Tide team. They're not number five. They're number one. And they've got a big game in Knoxville this weekend. We'll talk about that with Browning Stubbs of ESPN. He'll be our special guest. And we've got that and much, much more coming up on the Y'all Show with John Ross. Stay tuned.
1: We see it every day. They cut you off. And they tick you off. It's called road rage. But they're not mad at you. They're mad they overpaid on a used car because they didn't go to Carfax.com. Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report. So you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com.
3: Clear your calendars because the best time to discover your best hair is here. The gorgeous hair event is back at Ulta Beauty. It's three weeks of daily beauty steals of up to 50% off the most loved brands like Redken, Living Proof, and Drybar. Check out deep conditioning masks for a frizz-free fall, flat irons for silky locks that never stop, and color boosters to keep you vibrant all season. But hurry in. The event ends October 20th only at Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful.
0: Welcome back to Hour 2 of this Thursday Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl. The 18th day of October. We are just zipping through this month and the trick-or-treaters will be out in less than two weeks. You might want to go by the grocery store or Dollar General or wherever. Family Dollar. They're all over the South. Get you a nice dosage of candy before you forget about it. I know... I am guilty of not being prepared. And that's no excuse. I'm an Eagle Scout, where our motto in Boy Scouts was always, be prepared. You don't want to have a little one knocking on your door, trick-or-treat, and you have nothing to give except a smile. That's not what they're looking for. So keep that in mind. We're less than two weeks away from trick-or-treat night, October 31st. That's a Wednesday this month, less than two weeks from now. The Wednesday, just a few days from now. We're talking about the South here on the show as we do each and every day. Coming up in just a few minutes, Browning Stubbs from ESPN is going to be joining us from Bristol, Connecticut. And Browning is an SEC kind of guy. And we're going to talk SEC with Browning as there's some key games going on this weekend. And can Tennessee pull the big upset over number one Alabama at Neyland Stadium in Knoxville? And Browning will share his thoughts on that as well as... Other matchups going on this weekend, and really the highs and lows of the conference thus far. Browning Stubbs ahead on the Y'all Show. Well, on the Y'all Show, we love to talk about not only football, but books. And we now have our segment called Buy the Book. And that's B-U-Y, Buy the Book. Hey, pull out that wallet and spend some money on books. I think it's a great thing we all should be doing more of don't sit around and be lazy and just watch tv i'm guilty of that but sometimes you just need to get a book and books are so much easy to there's so much it's so much easier to get books these days i mean you got at the, the, the power of your fingertips you can put a book on your phone on your ipad you don't even have to go to a store sadly we don't have a lot of stores left <laughs> they they've all gone away for the most part there's a handful of books and millions out there there's a handful of small independent booksellers but the amount of stores is nothing like it once was and of course grocery stores which have kind of been a place to get books in the past they've cut back so much as well as wally world on their book supply but they're, they're still out there especially the the best sellers and such and so we we want to support our books here on the y'all show and that's why we have in the south so many great storytellers Are from the South, or the books that they're writing about concern the South, and so that's why we want to spotlight it here in our Buy the Book feature. The first book we're going to talk about is The Stars Now Unclaimed The Universe After, from author Drew Williams. Now, this is a book where it's the first volume of the Universe After series, and it's a fun adventure filled space opera set in a far future galaxy. Well, Jane Kamali is an agent for the Justified and her mission to recruit children with miraculous gifts in the hope that they might prevent the Pulse from once again sending countless worlds back to the Dark Ages. So if you're into kind of the thriller type category, the science fiction space opera, then this book could be right up your space opera galaxy. The Stars Now unclaimed from drew williams okay not really something i'm into but i know if you've got sci-fi fans in your home or maybe you are a sci-fi fan check out this book now with a little more southern twist here's a book from tina clark called southern discomfort a memoir now this is kind of a book that's based on a real life experience as it is out on Touchstone. It's a 304-page book from Tina Clark, a Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter, music producer, and activist who lives in Atlanta, and this is her first book. Now, what is this book all about? Well, Clark is was born in 1953 in a Mississippi town close to the Alabama border, and this book talks about her childhood, which looked like a fairy tale, but in fact not all was perfect back in the 50s and early 60s her father was one of the richest men in the state i don't know who her father was last name clark i wonder if that was her maiden name okay well it wasn't raw so i can guarantee you that (laughs) her mother was a beauty and the family lived on a nice farm had a swimming pool and such and was given a camaro at the age of 12 but behind closed doors tina life was deeply lonely lonely and chaotic And her parents' marriage dissolved into a uh, confusion of alcohol and infidelity and guns. And she knew from an early age that she was different from her three older sisters, all of them who had beauty queens and majorettes to their resume. So it goes on to talk about the civil rights struggle and all these other things going on within the home. Sounds like a real uplifting book. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I wonder what town she was from. Um, I say in the past. I mean, she's still alive. But this is a book that kind of combines a coming-of-age memoir, such as The Glass Castle and the Fried Green Tomatoes books from Tina Clark. And her name is, by the way, spelled T-E-N-A, Tina Clark. One review came in, and it says, Powerful, upsetting, and deeply hopeful, Tina Clark's Southern Discomfort is the brutal and true story of a family coming apart in a fracturing South, told from the point of view of a girl who makes peace with what she survived, fled, and eventually came home to a brave, wildly engrossing memoir. Publishers Weekly wrote, Raw and deeply honest, what Clark shows so beautifully is that the people she discusses an unredeemable, as, as unredeemable as they may be at first seen, are much more complex. Clark's narrative draws the reader into a wonderful story of the South, going from old to new. So, again, she witnessed Mississippi during the Civil Rights era, and she's put it all down in a book that's out right now, Southern Discomfort, from author Tina Clark. Moving along to another story that may not be quite so personal, but still a good read if you're out looking for something it's from the cop sisters it's miss cop and that's k-o-p-p miss cop just won't quit after a year on the job new jersey's first female deputy sheriff has collared criminals demanded justice for wronged women and gained notoriety nationwide for her exploits but on one stormy night everything falls apart while transporting a woman to an insane asylum deputy cop discovers something deeply troubling about her story before she can investigate another inmate bound for the asylum breaks free and tries to escape so there you have it this was by amy stewart and she's a new york times best-selling author of the acclaimed cop sisters series which began with girl waits with gun and she's had 6 nonfiction books including the drunken botanist and wicked plants and she has her own bookstore called Eureka Books. She lives in Portland, Oregon. And she has a website, amystewart.com. But this book here is in the Cop Series novel series. And that's kind of a fictional, biographical fiction category out there if you want to read. But it's got a lot of positive reviews. Miss Cop Just Won't Quit from Amy Stewart. I wonder if you need to go get every single book in a series like that to truly understand or can you just pick it up where where it is. I don't know. I think the Hardy Boys was the last series of books I I attempted to read at one point. Now this is something I am would be more inclined to pick up. It's from author Hampton Sides. It's called On Desperate Ground, The Marines at the Reservoir, The Korean War's Greatest Battle. Yeah, this is a book... About the 1950 battle in what's now North Korea, where the U.S. Marine Corps was at the Chosen Reservoir, and they were pushing north. The war was almost over, according to Douglas MacArthur, the head of the troops at that time, really thought that Korea was going to give it up and America was going to have complete control over the entire peninsula. And at the Chosen Reservoir, the Chinese, despite warnings to MacArthur that they were doing this, the Chinese surprised the Americans there in that northern section of Korea, and a bloody, bloody battle happened, and the Marines ended up, you could say, retreating, but the uh, general there on the ground said, oh, it's not a retreat, it's just a strategic withdrawal, I think was the name, or strategic, we're moving in a different direction. It was a really creative way of saying that they were getting the heck out of there. And when they left the Chosen Reservoir, the Americans never returned to North Korea. And the the war went on for another couple of years, but the fighting, at least in that part of Korea, was over with. And, of course, that hermit kingdom has been in charge there for all these years since that time. But a, an amazing story. Now, Hampton Sides is a award-winning editor of Outside and the author of Best-Selling Histories in the Kingdom of Ice, Hellbound on His Trail, Blood and Thunder, and Ghost Soldiers. Which won the PEN Award for Nonfiction, and he is a guy who teaches at Colorado College. But this book is certainly a book that is a nonfiction piece, and it's the number one book on the Korean War right now. On Desperate Ground, the Marines at the Reservoir, the Korean War's greatest battle, from author Hampton Sides. And I encourage you to learn more about the Korean War. Right now, we're about to celebrate the end of the. World War I battles as the Armistice Day's 100th Anniversary is coming up November 11th. But back in 1950, in 51 and 52, up to 53, you had the Korean War going on. And this 1950 time period, right now heading into the holidays, was the worst part of that war. When, when our GIs and our Marines were there on that peninsula fighting hard and freezing, that's what was so awful about the Chosen Reservoir, it was so cold. And the Chinese had them outnumbered, like 10 to 1. And the Chinese knew the deal. They knew if they came out in the daytime to fight, the Americans had the advantage because the Americans had planes that could destroy the Chinese. So the Chinese would hide during the daytime in the trees, in the mountains along that area. And they would literally strap themselves to the trees so they could sleep. And, and I guess they'd take belts and buckle themselves around these trees and fall asleep so they wouldn't be noticeable when planes would fly over looking for them but at nighttime as soon as the nighttime came the bugles would sound and these thousands and thousands of Chinese would come rushing toward the Marine Corps luckily somehow these guys escaped most of them I know a lot died a lot of heroes we're still getting our heroes back today from Korea thankfully President Trump and Leader of Korea kind of worked out some kind of deal, but yeah, an awful battle, and it's now in this new book out called *On Desperate Ground*. Another selection to read just came out last month: *She Would Be King*, a novel from Wayuto Moore, and this is Moore's debut novel as she reimagines the dramatic story of Liberia's early years through three unforgettable characters who share an uncommon bond. All right, that's a good book now. It's amazing the connection, of course, between Liberia, the country in Africa, and our American South. Remember, it was American slaves that were sent back there to form that country. And that's why, of course, their capital is Monrovia, named after the president of the United States at that time, James Monroe. And I have discovered not recently, uh, recently I've discovered that they actually have settlements in Liberia that go back to that time period before the Civil War. And they have an area called Mississippi. They have an area called Alabama. I think they have other areas named after southern states. And it was slaves from Mississippi and Alabama that went back to Liberia, back to the continent of Africa. And they said, well, we'll just call this Mississippi because that's where we just came from. And it's pretty amazing to hear Liberians who trace their lineage to America. They sound, for the most part, like us. They really don't sound too African. They sound American with their dialect. Amazing. I need to get someone on who's a Liberian Uh, on our show sometime and, and learn more about that African nation, which, you know, some people think about what happened in the South with the slavery and how terrible it was and that slaves and blacks have not been rewarded for their sacrifice. Well, there was a good chance that Liberia could have ended up being a place where not just some, but all slaves could have been sent back to Africa after the Civil War. In fact, I don't have the proof on this, but I've always been told President Lincoln that was his plan. He wanted to end slavery and then send the slaves back to Africa, which Liberia would have likely been the place where most would have gone. I don't know. That's part of the whole mystery of that whole time period. But yes, those folks there in the Western African nation of Liberia have a a story to tell, and it comes, you know, come a large part of that from the American South is where that comes from. Here's a new book out today called drive by truckers southern rock opera now drive by truckers is a is a music act and they have this book out that gives you a kind of a glimpse of this band and it's 152 pages in length and i don't have a lot more info on it but it sounds like a great little read especially if you like the music of drive by truckers who are kind of a southern rock band they are influenced by leonard skinner and more but the book takes listeners on a road trip through the American South with stops along mean old highways and soul-sucking swamps, iconic recording studios, and doomed charter jets, and even heaven and hell. Along the way, the truckers attempt to untangle the mess that in Southern history by exploring the contradictory dualistic nature of the region. Well, sounds, sounds pretty neat. By Reen Fertel, Drive-By Trucker's Southern Rock Opera. 33 and a half. I don't understand what all this means, but it's a new book out right now. And finally, here on the show, Ole Miss legend Jim Weatherly has penned his biography called Midnight Train. Now, Weatherly was a star quarterback at Ole Miss in the glory days of the early 1960s. He was was the quarterback of the only Ole Miss football team to go undefeated in 1962. But he's really not known for what he did on the gridiron, although great. Jim Weatherly is famous because he's a songwriter, and he helped write the song Midnight Train to Georgia, and that's why this book is called Midnight Train. In fact, I know a lot of people in Oxford said that this team in 62 and in the time that Weatherly was a quarterback could have been better, and they were undefeated when he was there, but they could have been better. But Weatherly was too worried about his music career, And didn't pay enough attention to football. So no telling what they could have done. But he began writing songs growing up in Pontotoc, Mississippi. And ended up going to the nearby University of Mississippi to play football. And then made his way, I think, to Nashville. He ended up going out to California. He was friends with Lee Majors. And that's where the song Midnight Train came from. Because he called to talk to Lee Majors one time when he was married to Farrah Fawcett and weatherly called and and wanted to talk to lee and farrah was talking to him on the phone and said that she had to leave on a midnight flight to houston <laughs> and something called his creative eye and said that sounds like a good song but it just needed to be doctored a little bit so instead of midnight flight to houston back to Farah fawcett's hometown the change went to midnight train to georgia and the rest is history but Weatherly's still alive. He wrote this book with Jeff Robertson, and it's out now. In fact, tonight at Square Books in Oxford, Mississippi, they'll have Jim Weatherly co-host the Thacker Mountain Radio Show and sign books, the new book from Jim Weatherly, Ole Miss football great and songwriting great. And he even had a single or two out on country radio decades ago. Jim Weatherly's Midnight Train available now. Speaking of Ole Miss, when we come back, the former host of the Hotty Toddy Hotline is going to be joining us. That's Browning Stubbs, and he's going to talk about the SEC. Hey, can those land sharks from Oxford, Mississippi, take down the Auburn Tigers this weekend at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium? Can the Tennessee Vols pull the shocker against the number one Alabama Crimson Tide? That's all ahead on the Y'all Show with your host, John Raw.
1: We see it every day. They cut you off. And they tick you off. It's called road rage. But they're not mad at you. They're mad they overpaid on a used car because they didn't go to Carfax.com. Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report. So you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com.
2: And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T promo code 4646. Avant.com code 4646.
3: Clear your calendars because the best time to discover your best hair is here. The gorgeous hair event is back at Ulta Beauty. It's three weeks of daily beauty steals of up to 50% off the most loved brands like Redkin, Living Proof, and Drybar. Check out deep conditioning masks for a frizz-free fall, flat irons for silky locks that never stop, and color boosters to keep you vibrant all season. But hurry in. The event ends October 20th, only at Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful.
0: Welcome back to Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. And we love to put our Southern accent on college football. And this is the show that's all about the South with your host, John Raw. And we're going to go to the great Southern town of Bristol, Connecticut, and bring on Browning Stubbs now. He works for ESPN. He's a content associate at the Mothership of college football broadcasting i guess but browning got to tease you as we start this episode this week with you it is the start of the nba season and we southerners and you're one of us you're from the south we kind of feel like when the esp when when the nba gets going espn kind of forgets about college football so what are you going to do to stop that this year
6: well i'm uh i'm headed back down south so uh, hopefully, with my input, uh, I can uh, bring some college football back to, to the company.
0: Yeah, no, they have it on there, but man, they love that NBA on ESPN. So pl- try to try to get a little bit more, squeeze a little bit more college football in there if you can.
6: We'll do, we'll we'll do we'll we'll do. And and you know I'll also say this: you know, being up in Bristol for about two years, the the southern word that everyone notices about me is the word y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm 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 always saying y'all, and uh, and everyone catches my southern
0: accent. Well, it could be a it could be a really good show called Y'all. You ought to you all to try to start that on ESPN. I, <laughs> I I might even help you out. Now, Browning and I have worked for a long time together, mostly with an old man show, Hottie Totty Hotline, but we've done other projects. So it's good to always catch up with this guy who's on the rise within ESPN, and we want to congratulate you on uh, what you've got coming up soon. But right now we've got the SEC spotlight on, and Browning, I want to get your take overall on the conference thus far. Surprises? What you? What do you think? Who's gonna? Who's gonna win the SEC? And I, I kind of say that tongue in cheek. But go ahead.
6: Uh, can Vanderbilt still in the SEC? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, those, those, those poor Commodores. But no, I mean, I'm. You know, I, I hate to not. Uh, you know, throw you a, a curveball and, and get exciting. But it's it's Alabama's conference. And, you know, over the last couple of years, I thought the SEC was trending in a more competitive balanced type of conference, you know, with Georgia taking Bama wire-to-wire last year. And then, you know, you, you've had Auburn beat Alabama in a couple Iron Bowls mm-hmm. as of late. But this is the best Alabama offense that I think that Nick Saban has ever had. Um, and, you know, their quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa. He's not even played in the fourth quarter, so how can he win a Heisman if if he can't play when the game's on the line in the fourth quarter? Uh, so yeah, it's 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 going to be really really hard to beat Alabama. I am curious about that November third matchup in the Bayou in Death Valley against LSU. That'll be interesting. You know, at LSU they've they've uh, strung together th- three impressive wins. You know, beating a top ten Miami team, mm-hmm. beating a top ten Auburn team and then just recently beating number two ranked Georgia. They did lose to, to Florida, which was a little concerning. But I think LSU could be a decent test for Alabama. But, I, again, I just I don't see Alabama losing that game. And I really think the SEC last week had a, a bad week. I mean, yeah, you had a great win by LSU. But the, how last year the SEC had two teams in the playoff. Why? Because Alabama was a, a one-loss team. And then Georgia happened to win the SEC. So this year now, Georgia loses to LSU, and now is going to have to beat Alabama to get in the playoff. Yeah. So as far as the SEC getting two teams in, I don't see it because I, I think Alabama is far and above the best team in the conference. And uh, I I really didn't think this past weekend was good for the conference.
0: Now, Brandon, we brought you on here to make people feel good about the SEC, and you're you're just you're just crushing some people's feelings on the SEC. Now, I I've, I've got a theory. Is this possible? Last year, we saw Georgia and Alabama get in the fourteen playoff. How about two teams from the same division of the SEC? I'm thinking LSU and Alabama in the playoff. Is that a possibility? Yes.
6: So the, the scenario for that to happen would be LSU would obviously have to beat Alabama, and then they would have to go on. To beat, uh, let's just say a rematch with Georgia in the SEC championship. Then you know the the committee w- would look at a one loss Alabama, like like they did last year. How yeah. how Alabama had a double digit loss to Auburn, but they still let them in the playoff.
0: And it's going to depend. And then they won the playoff.
6: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I mean, I I think John, you're right. I think the best case scenario for the SEC to get two teams in is if LSU does go on to win out. I, I think it's certainly possible because again, the game is at Tiger Stadium, um, and I just I I don't think the, the committee would would leave out a one loss Alabama if they play a really hard fought game down there uh, at LSU. So yeah, I, I think that could be a really fun scenario for SEC fans and people all around the South to pay attention to come November third.
0: So is there a chance you could have three SEC teams in the fourteen playoff? <laughs>
6: That that would be uh very very you know I, if if Georgia hadn't have lost to, to LSU I would say there might be like a one percent chance but uh, but no I mean you know the problem is you 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 need teams like Notre Dame who are slipping by mm-hmm. like teams like you know fellow SEC opponents like Vanderbilt uh, and then you know they barely beat Ball State they barely beat Pittsburgh so they're barely winning these games and I I, I just think it's gonna be like 2012 how yes, that they went undefeated but then they got smacked by by Alabama. And I don't think it's right, you know, to to have the them in the playoff when when they're just gonna get probably destroyed. So I'm I'm hoping Notre Dame can suffer a loss pretty
0: soon. Well one of those teams up there high in the in the mix is the Clemson Tigers. I think Clemson's going down this weekend to N C State. So go ahead and tell everybody at ESPN that John Rawl down in Y'all country, it says the Wolfpack's going to win the ACC this year. That that that's, that's that's my early prediction, my my bold prediction.
6: Yeah, yeah I'm I'm I think I'm kind of with you there on 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 the y'all train for NC State. Uh. They, you know, uh, Clemson, you know, they they've had a couple games where they looked shaky, and I'm not completely sold on their new quarterback Trevor Lawrence. So yeah, I I I think that Ryan Finley. And, and the Wolfpack uh, for sure have have a shot.
0: Yeah, they they do have a shot. Go ahead and book it. Go ahead. All right, Browning. <laughs> let's talk about surprises in the SEC thus far. Who do you have circled as? Wow, that team's overperforming more than I thought they would in twenty eighteen.
6: I think you know, even though they're they're coming off a recent loss, I think what Mark Stoops has done at Kentucky, the, the Wildcats, Couch. he he's turned that university into a football school. <laughs> no no one's even talking about. Coach who? Coach Coach Calipari there. So, you know, that that has been really surprising for, for them to take down Mississippi State and uh South Carolina and you know he was really playing for his job prior to this season, I thought, uh, Coach Stoops. So uh yeah, I, I think Kentucky is a huge surprise for me. Um uh, I'm I'm also um I'm surprised at the progress that Jimbo Fisher has made at Texas A and M down in Aguiland. I mm-hmm. mean he you know they, they got a they're in the top top 20 in, in the country, and they also really should have beaten Clemson if they didn't uh, fumble the ball in the back of the end zone in the final two minutes. So I'd say my biggest surprises are Kentucky and uh, Texas A&M.
0: Okay. All right. Well, then, if we're going to talk about surprises, who are your biggest disappointments in the SEC in 2018? Got to go with
6: Auburn as, the, as the, the, the main one there. Oh, you know, Auburn started the season. You know, we were all high on them. Jared Stidham, Heisman. Contender, you know and you beat Washington, and everyone's like, "Wow, this team is for real." But then, just three disappointing losses, uh, for, you know, for for them, you know, losing at home to LSU, uh, and then you know, of course, last week lost to Butch Jones, and
0: oh, Butch uh, is gone. Let's not let's not throw Butch <laughs> under the bus. You got Jeremy Pruitt Ger- on Rocky Top now.
6: Jer- Jeremy Pruitt, uh, F- F- Philip Fulmer, uh, D- Derek Dooley. I mean. The all, all all the ghosts of, of Tennessee's
0: past. Right. Uh, I know you got Halloween uh, on your went mind. To the grave. <laughs> and, and, and and had he not won, then Jeremy Pruitt might as well be called Butch Jones, uh, part two. Because Tennessee's been on quite a losing streak in the SEC. But the Vols, man they they went to Jordan here last week and they pulled off a I think a big upset. I know I know it's not surprising that Auburn loses, but when they lose to Tennessee, yeah that's that's quite a shock. And of course. Tennessee's great reward for beating Auburn? Well, they get to host the Alabama Crimson Tide this weekend at Neyland Stadium. Hey, and you know they they might not have a chance. There's a you know there's talk
6: that Alabama might not play to a Tugaloa, so you might have a shot against against Jalen Hurts if if he if he if he can't throw the ball in the ocean, you know.
0: <laughs> well, the Tennessee River's right down from the stadium, so I don't think it'll be too hard for him to overthrow somebody and get it out of. Out of Neeland. We're talking with Browning Stubbs. He is a content associate at ESPN. This is our SEC spotlight on the Y'all Show. You can reach out to Browning and I. You just call us 803-816-117 if you have a question or comment with this great producer, associate, content, extraordinary guy with ESPN in Bristol, Connecticut. We'll go to a little pause for the calls. We'll come back and talk more SEC with Browning. Stay tuned to the Y'all Show.
4: GEICO presents eyewitness interviews with inanimate objects.
3: This is Belinda Collins, live on the scene of a recent lightning storm. Here to describe the event, a TV tray.
2: I was watching football and holding a plate of meatloaf when kabam! A bolt of lightning slams into the apartment, blowing out the TV and surround sound.
3: Anything you could have done to help?
2: Ma'am, I'm a foldable table, not an electrician. Your TV tray can't help you in a lightning storm, but the GEICO Insurance Agency can help you get covered for personal property damage. Go to GEICO.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Are you putting your retirement savings in a 401k, IRA, or investment account? Then I have one word of advice. Stop. Take back control of your money and finances, and it gives you penalty-free access to your savings. Plus, it beats the pants off any 401k or IRA. These are uncertain times, so get the information you need today to guarantee your retirement security. To get this free report, go to bankonyourself.com right now. That's bankonyourself.com. Bankonyourself.com. Mm-hmm.
0: And we are back on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent with your host, John Rawl. Find us on the World Wide Web. Our homepage is y'all.com, Y-A-L-L.com. And we're visiting with Browning Stubbs, content associate with ESPN. And Browning's done a great job through the years with me on various SEC-related projects. And uh, we've got him here on the Y'all Show talking sec We've kind of gone through some of the teams thus far. Now, let's let's go through a few teams, Browning, that I haven't heard you talk a lot about. And we'll start with the state of, let's say, South Carolina. The Gamecocks, kind of a schizophrenic team in 2018. What do you think of what Will Muschamp's doing in Columbia in 2018?
6: Yeah, I'm, you know, I, I was kind of tempted to say they're a slight disappointment. But, you know, their quarterback, Jake Bentley, didn't have an injury in that Kentucky game. So I I really need to see more from Will Muschamp and and the and the Gamecocks down the stretch of the season. You know, they're kind of wavering around 500, but I I really expect them to take a leap and to be closer to a 9 to 10 win team. Uh so, you know, I mean, we'll have to see how how they finish, but you know, I have been impressed with the job that he's done cuz a lot of people had ridden him off, you know, a- after yeah. he uh, had a poor performance down in Gainesville as as their head coach, but uh yeah, I mean I, I I think if um Bentley and DeBo Sambio and and that defense can get it uh, back uh, together then I, I think um things could be trending upward for the Gamecocks.
0: What do you think of last Saturday when the Gamecocks hosted Texas A&M when Bentley was not having too good of a performance at Williams-Bryce Stadium, the home crowd started booing, at least some of them did. What do you think of booing your own starting quarterback?
6: Uh, I mean, I'm 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 not a huge a huge fan of it. I mean, I mean the, the guy is, is not 100% and he's still trying to fight and and give his all for his for his university. Uh, and you know, you you could see the passion from him on the sideline. I mean, he was beating his helmet on on, on the chair and he was still trying to pump up all, all of his, all of his teammates. So I personally would not have booed, but um, I'm I'm willing to give Jake Bentley another chance in the second half of the season.
0: Yeah, but you probably would have gone to the game without any kind of uh, concoction in your system. I'm sure those booing (laughs) may have had a pregame toddy out in the parking lot. Oh, sure. And, by the way, the State Fair of South Carolina was going on outside, so perhaps they got messed up riding some of the uh, roller coasters and such there at the fairgrounds. (laughs) All right, let's talk about the Dan Mullen coach Florida Gators. What do you think of them in 2018? Florida Florida
6: has been really, really impressive. Uh, Dan Mullen has turned – Sleepy Frank's and that offense into uh, something pretty relevant, and that defensive line there, Florida is really really strong too. Uh, yeah, I've I've been I've been very impressed. You know, I, I covered Dan Mullen a, a couple times when I worked and went to school in Mississippi, and uh, you know I you know I'm not even trying to uh, be like you know a, a super homer towards towards you know Ole Miss, but like I I think he is a great coach and i mean i i think he's i think he's eventually going to win an sec east title um but yeah i would say florida is a big big surprise as well
0: cocktail party coming up soon you think georgia and florida can go down to the wire here this year
6: i i, I do yeah okay. i uh you know because it, you you saw florida you know beat lsu and then georgia got smacked by by lsu so i, I really think the cocktail party in, in Jacksonville will, will be uh, pretty lit this uh, in the next through Saturdays
0: ahead. All right. We've already kind of touched on Ken Tuck. What about the Vanderbilt Commodores? They seem like when they played Notre Dame that week that, man, Vanderbilt's going to be a contender in the SEC, but they've just fell apart losing to South Carolina and most recently to the Florida Gators.
6: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that Notre Dame loss, it really stung them. Uh, and – you know they, they even had a fourth quarter lead. At the, you know heading into that game versus Florida and uh, and even Derek Mason and Dan Mullen almost went at each other WWE style on yeah. the football field. So that was that was pretty feisty. Uh, but yeah, I mean I I don't know. I I think um, if if you don't see a bowl game out of Van, out, out of Vandy this season, I I think you might need to cut ties with with Derek Mason because you know he hasn't even been close to the success that uh james franklin
0: had there yeah and let's not forget that after the game mason and coach mullen at at florida they they hugged it out did you see that very long embrace they had
6: (laughs) yeah no they they probably had a long hug but i'm sure they were they were whispering some naughty stuff in their ears
0: i was looking for a little smooch i wasn't sure what was going on there at vanderbilt (laughs) stadium all right. Finally, in the SEC East, how about the team that I can't help but think of M and M's every time I see them playing football in these unis, and that's the Missouri Tigers.
6: Missouri, you know, I, I really only watch them for for Drew Locke. You know, he's uh, an, an NFL quarterback. You know, might be well, you know, a a first round pick. Uh, they they've been pretty pretty competitive in games. You know. They they only lost by twenty nine to Alabama, which I believe.
0: Hey, is, dun, which, dun Let's <laughs> Sports Center's number one top ten. All right,
6: which I believe is the is the closest margin of victory so far this season for Alabama. So, I guess if you're Mizzou, you you got to hang your your head high on that for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, well, don't forget ne- the next to the last game of the year, the Alabama Crimson Tide hosts the Citadel Bulldogs. So, look for the Citadel to uh, perhaps get that 29-point margin trimmed a little more, maybe even pull out the upset. All right. Well, they
6: you know, they 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 pulled the upset over South Carolina. Yes, and I'm, they,
0: pretty sure you, you, I'm pretty sure you were there, right? I was there. Nice. I was there all yes. the way. And then I ended up going to North Carolina the following year. They lost there. They lost to Clemson last year. So they're not, they need to pull the win streak. But hey, last time they suited up against the SEC team, yeah, the Military College of South Carolina pulled off the W. All right, let's talk about SEC West here, if you don't mind. And do 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 Let's start with the state of Mississippi, Ole Miss, aka the Mississippi Landsharks, and Mississippi State. Your thoughts on what's going on in the Magnolia State? You know, as far as uh,
6: Mississippi State, I, I really thought they were going to be a contender for the SEC West. But then, you know, when you lose to Florida and and Kentucky, you know, your two losses are to East teams. Like like that, like, that is unacceptable if you're Joe Moorhead and Nick Fitzgerald there. Um, but, you know, they did knock off Auburn, but I don't know how good Auburn is. So, they like, Auburn just might be flat-out terrible. So, uh, you know, I, I think uh, State can challenge the rest of the season to try to get in a, a New Year's Six Bowl. But really? um, Yeah, but I, um, I I really have been a little disappointed just because I understand if, you know, if, if you're going to lose, like, a game or two, then you're going to lose to, you know, the Alabamas of the world or the LSUs of the world. The fact that you lost to two teams in the East—that's that's a big red flag for me. As far as the Ole Miss Rebels, you know, I mean, back in 2015 when they had that uh, that strong, uh, you know, re- recruiting class of uh, of AJ Brown and Greg Little and uh, DK Metcalf and Shay Patterson—you know, all, all those guys—you know, everyone said 2018 was going to be the year. Unfortunately, some people have transferred where that's been impossible uh, for for them to have a chance to to win the championship, uh, you know, as well as the as the, the bull band. But I mean, I think Ole Miss has had a really really good year. I mean, they're, they're five and two. That they, they've won every game. Um, you know that 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 they
0: they should have they won
6: that they weren't favored. Yes, right. So, and you know it was impressive. You know they beat Texas Tech who. Actually ended up in the top twenty-five a couple weeks later. Now I didn't like you know being behind Arkansas by seventeen points, but I, I think that that was more just due to the Ole Miss Arkansas curse
2: mm-hmm. that's
6: uh, that, that's been in Oxford over the last few years. But yeah, I mean I'm, I mean I, I think this has been a really really good year for Ole Miss football, and they really have a chance. Um, you know, if 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 you really if you really think about it, they've um, overperformed. Yeah, so I, I think there's a
0: chance they they can be an 8-9 win team. They've got Auburn this weekend coming to Vault hemingway Stadium, and they've got winnable games really the rest of the way with South Carolina on the schedule, Texas A&M, also a team they can uh, take care of. Vanderbilt and Mississippi State closes out the year for Matt Luke's team. All right, how about the Arkansas Razorbacks? They are the most snake-bit team it looks like in the SEC.
6: Can can we replace them with with Memphis in, in the SEC? No, or is no, we can't.
0: Memphis blew it. Did you not see Memphis's game against UCF?
6: <laughs> yeah, that that was uh, that was some pretty uh, poor clock management. However, I'm excited to see Memphis take on Missouri this Saturday. Yeah, and uh, and, but,
0: and until Memphis changes their uniforms, there's no way they would ever even be considered. It's <laughs> awful. <They're> absolutely <laughs> awful. Those tiger stripe unis. Get rid of them. <laughs> Uh,
6: but yes, the Arkansas Razorbacks, they are one and six on, 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 on the season. And they, uh, um, you know, it's, I, I, I'm not too concerned about them, them going forward. I mean, they put up 31 points on, um, uh, Alabama. So that was pretty, pretty cool. Uh, but uh, I, I, I think did
0: they lose that game or not. I can't remember Arkansas. Alabama. They,
6: yes. But I mean, that's, <laughs> I think that's the most points Alabama has, uh,
0: well, they I felt sorry for him. You know, Saving <laughs> wants to keep Morris around Fayetteville for a long time, so that's why that happened.
6: Yeah, yeah.
0: So we already touched on Texas A and M, LSU. Anything else? Auburn, Alabama, or any of those other schools that you want to get off your very hairy chest?
6: I uh, mean, I mean, it's um, unless unless LSU can can pull a a sneaky surprise come November third. I, I think it's going to be a pretty. Uh, predictable uh, SEC uh, bowl season.
0: All right. Are you saying Alabama from the west and who from the east?
6: I still think Georgia. I, I think Georgia can still knock off Kentucky in that game. I, and I, I believe that they also play them on the third as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I think we're going to see an Alabama-Georgia rematch from last year's title game. And I think Alabama is is going to win by two touchdowns.
0: Browning Stubbs certainly not breaking any unbelievable news here on today's y'all show, but hey, that's what we got you on here. We want to hear what you think. And honestly, what you think is probably what's going to really happen. So I guess I guess we didn't get the shock value maybe some wanted with you, but Browning, but hey, you're you're the expert, so that's what experts do. <laughs> they just call balls and strikes, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right, John. All right. Well, Browning, thank you very much for your great input. Browning Stubbs content associate with ESPN. And uh, you get down here to the south again, and you just keep using that y'all around ESPN. Any, hey, give me any uh, y'all related conversations you might have had with some of the people on ESPN that we might be familiar with. Anybody think that you're just the coolest guy because you're from the south?
6: Right, Thompson. I've I've actually seen him uh, a, a couple times since he's been up here, and uh, uh, he he's been probably the the one person that hasn't. Uh, Said, wait, did, did, did you just say the word y'all?
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, Wright Thompson, of course, is a guy who's on ESPN, but he's really not on ESPN. You hear his voice, and his writing is all over ESPN's special projects and stuff. He's on there occasionally. You'll see him show sure. up. But he, he, honestly, Browning, he may have the worst voice the South has ever produced. <laughs>
6: Uh, the well, you, you'll, you'll have to be the judge of that, guys, and, and check out the, the ghosts of, of
0: Yeah, right. Watch that. And, I mean, I'm not saying mine's the best. It's not. But, gosh, whenever he does do voice work, and they often have it. Like, he voiced something for the Masters a couple of years ago. And I was like, God, could they not find somebody else? I mean, where's Shelby Foot when you need him? Uh, but, yeah, Browning, I appreciate everything. And uh, you just keep that southernness going there at Bristol, and we'll talk to you down the road, sir. Thank you. Thank you, John. Talk to you soon. All right, Browning Stubb, everybody. Well, that will wrap up today's Y'all Show. Appreciate you tuning us in on Great Stations Across Dixie. On the Friday show, coming your way tomorrow, we're going to have our Friday free for y'all. We'll have a Friday Rewind and hashtag Blue. Plenty of good stuff coming your way tomorrow. You've been listening to Y'all with John Rawl. Talk with a Southern accent.
1: We see it every day. They cut you off. And they tick you off. It's called road rage. But they're not mad at you. They're mad they overpaid on a used car because they didn't go to Carfax.com. Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report. So you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com.
2: now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T com promo code 4646. Avant.com code 4646.
3: Clear your calendars because the best time to discover your best hair is here. The gorgeous hair event is back at Ulta Beauty. It's three weeks of daily beauty steals of up to 50% off the most loved brands like Redken, Living Proof, and Drybar. Check out deep conditioning masks for a frizz-free fall. Flat irons for silky locks that never stop. And color boosters to keep you vibrant all season. But hurry in. The event ends October 20th, only at Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful.